Hey yo, hey yo, listen. Yo, what's good? You're listening to Sin. 90.7. Hip, hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Damn you! You get hit the easy one. You're listening to Sin Hip Hop. Yes, <laughs> Good evening, creatures of the night. You're here. I'm here. We're all here on Sin 90.7 FM and online. Hannah is my name, and tonight I am joined by the Funkalicious, fabulous and flavoursome hip-hop collective, Royalty Noise. The group have burst out of Melbourne lockdown with a banger of a new track that is going to make you holla. That's right, their new track, Holla, just was released recently. And to the show, I welcome Royalty Noise members, Biz and Toomey. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, what's up? Thanks for having us, Hannah. Definitely. We're so glad you could be here with us this evening. So my first question off the back is what brought you guys all together? I mean, there's a big group of you. What started Royalty Noise? Give me the road on. Oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, so just to like make it clear, I mean, like, Royalty Noise kind of started in 2013 with a completely different aspect, um, visual aspect in terms of backline. And, and musical aspect as well. It was just DJ and MC based. Um, and then, yeah, we start, I started a school at uh, Sound Engineering course at JMC. Then I met a drummer and a bass player. And then just, you know, things kind of just turned into this big, juicy, funky, hip-hoppy band. <laughs> no. But I guess... And Toomey, Toomey the B, he's, um, he's, he's actually an artist on his own. He's just featuring on this project. Um, we, we, we currently kind of co-work together to manage a collective called Simmertown, which the single was uh, part of a Simmertown mixtape. That mixtape will be out sometime in winter. We can't tell you yet because Ooh. we're setting us off. <laughs> if we do that. Yeah. <laughs> a little gossip there. So... Uh, yeah, so yeah, exclusive. there's an exclusive, uh, yeah, for those that are listening. Epic. And I mean, all of you guys coming together come from such different multicultural backgrounds. Uh, what is the benefit of having sort of all these different cultures come together? How does that impact your sound? Benefit? Um, I think it's more experience, really. But, you know, uh, majority of us have been here for quite some time even though we're uh, migrants to this unceded land. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's just experience that we bring to it more so than a advantage of having a different background. Experiences in terms of which area you grew up in or what type of music you were influenced within your home, your family. Um, we haven't actually done a cultural piece yet but to represent our individual backgrounds the only thing we kind of do is one song that's you'll probably catch it live and we've never recorded it it's just something that we do in a live show but other than that yeah it's that the because the advantage that we have i guess is just us having different um upbringings in different areas and so growing up did you have anyone that sort of influenced your music style now did you have any people that you sort of looked up to that really put a dent in the hip-hop culture for you? Me personally? I can't speak for the band, but, yeah, of course, definitely. <laughs> but it's one of those things is just um, coming here in 94, there wasn't that many Australian representation of artists that looked like me or that could represent me 
you know. So we kind of had to look to an overseas artist. Obviously, um, at that time, when the majority of it was American music, you know what I mean, um, that kind of can reflect in, in the, my, the environment that I'm living in as well. Um, so, yeah, who would that be? Most at 94, you, you could guess that easy. Like hip hop, 94. Who would that be? Park, Biggie, Wu Tang, you know, Red Man, all those, or like all that golden era they call it, the hip hop. The forefathers <laughs> of the hip hop scene. Hey, definitely yeah. a few favorites there. And were you a Biggie or a Tupac guy? Controversial question for both of you. Oh, uh, man, that, we're going to have to have a drink for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I, I told you, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably more of a Tupac guy, but that's only because I liked uh, his song, Dear Mama. Uh, I, li- I, li- I, I reckon I was a Tupac guy, um, if anything. Although I'm also going to admit that I probably didn't listen to Tupac and Biggie until pff, 2006, man. I'm just going to come out yeah. and confess. I'm hey. going to confess. It's never too late. It's never too late to get into that scene. I feel like a lot of us kind of get into it a bit later, but always late, but worth the wait, I tell you. <laughs> and so let's talk about this new track of yours, Holla. It combines disco with a little bit of hip hop. What inspired this unique track? I mean, I've been listening to it. The audience is going to listen to it soon. Give us the lowdown. Ah, oh, Well, I guess that's like um, Holla was, so to say, it was an accident, to tell you the truth. Like... We were digging for some beats for a MC show at Section 8. We're like, and then um, our, our good mate of ours, Anthony Stainice, that's his, his producer name. Oh, Anthony Martino, Stainice. He set, actually sent like, um, like a rough sketch of that beat that he was working on. And then um, Ina kind of sung the chorus from an, a song that didn't make the Unnatural Selection album. Um, and I'm like, oh, shit, let's test this out. We played it at Section 8. Boom, the crowd loved it. Went back to the studio. And, um, yeah, we were sketching out a film clip uh, for, for it, which is not the film clip you know now. <laughs> it was a different film clip, but because of COVID, we had to switch it up. And uh, Toomey, like, was there as well. He's offering eyes. And we're like, bro, you want to kick it? He's like, yeah. He spat his verse. And then, yeah, it's just one of those things that kind of snowballed into something bigger than what it was. And then, obviously, after a few tweaks with the band from the actual beat session that Anthony sent us and a couple of production touches here and there, it is what it is now, you know. Yeah, for sure. And we were touching a little bit in the pre-interview about this music video. Uh Firstly, epic. Love the retro aesthetic. There was dancing. There was amazing outfits and some serious dance moves. I can't tell you. It was it had all the vibes. What made mm. you play into the old school retro fashion? And where did the story come from? Can you tell us about that? The story of the song or the film clip? The film clip. We've got three guys going after the one girl. It's like party vibes. Where'd that come from? Um, well, originally I was saying, hey, Tumi, you want to answer this? I feel like I've been talking, hogging the mic, bro. <laughs> no, right? I'm like, is he going to stop talking? I know, nah, my God. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> um, you know what? Just jumping back, actually, I think it really emerged because it was always, I feel like it was always going to be an old school track. Um, it was always going to be a bit retro from the sound of it. I don't I don't know if you remember, Biz, but I think that the, the, 
the point when it really kicked off and was like, this is going to be a joint was actually at the uh, unnatural selection listening party. Um, Cause so the other, so there's actually a song that, like you said, didn't make the album cut. And at the album listening party, um, after we had played the natural selection album, um, we actually, you guys had already played the song by then. That was after section eight, you guys had killed it. You played the song. It was like, this is good. This is dope. And you guys actually, um, someone played the song and you guys played a, uh, I don't know what it was. I think it was like a, a, a retro, like, um, I think someone went, what visual matches this song? And, and, and someone put on like an 80, a retro 80s type series. Yeah, that was, that, that was, you know, I think, but that was like a, the rehearsal after that we're kicking out his place. But yeah, you're right. That was the, at Nadav's house and everyone got excited. And um, that was like, I think that was when, it, when everyone realized it was going to be, it was going to be retro. Um, and then we actually, so we, we actually used to live together in, um, in Coburg, sunny Melbourne. And um, really, 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 because Biz, Biz won't tell you himself, but he's like a driving force and a very, very creative driving force. He's like, this is dope. We got to make something for it. Um, and we kind of, I think we, we shot a couple of, of ideas back and forth, but um, the retro feel was definitely there from the start and also the sound of the track. But it, I, th- I feel like it kind of came together as a result of a few things. Like we knew some people that dance um, and our dancers. And so it was like, we could have dancers in the video and we thought what would be a really good vibe to have? It could be like a show, like a TV show. Cause initially it was going to be like a, like a game show. About holla because the song is about you know holla at someone shoot your shot nah nah um, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on i'm jumping in right here one second one second okay uh, <laughs> i think for, for the concept originally was me to me and ina are after the same girl at a nightclub and she ends up playing us mm. and <laughs> Ina is playing the devil's advocate um, between us and her, like he's her butler, so to speak, but he knows us. That's the concept of original film clip. And we're going to shoot it at like Hilton hotel or some shit. I think COVID kicked in. And then um, when COVID kicked in, we we're like, we can't gather or we can't get a hotel room. So we have to just get a community town hall and kind of, you know, sneak people in and out because it was only like, 10 people allowed or 20 people in one facility. So we had to kind of dress the town hall like as bigger than what it is, like tight shots, tight frames, and then swap people around and then with edits to just play with the eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Definitely. And I mean, make do with what you got because I encourage everyone to go check out this music video. And especially during COVID era, I mean, you all killed it. It's great. The production quality was immaculate and whoever shot it, it's stunning. And moving on to our next question, uh, we touched on this mixtape coming up. Holla is just one track from the title mixtape, Simmertown Volume 1. Coming out, we said, maybe winter. Um, I'm very excited for that, and we would love to hear more details. How did you go recording and coming up with the concept for the mixtape during COVID? Were there any sort of, you know, creative blocks or hardships that you went through when creating it? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely because we couldn't get peeps in the in the studio. At the same time, like before the interview, we we're just talking about like the motivation that 
some artists were feeling in that time. It's kind of hard to motivate people like, yo, remember this track? We're going to do this EP, blah, blah, blah. And the EP is just like encompassing like a lot of the people we have been playing music with rather than just the internal friends or collective Simmertown is just um, getting a singer from a different crew, uh, giving getting a guitarist from a different band, just so we can like show, yo, Simmertown, it, it's kind of like Melbourne, really. Like you go out on the north side any given day, there's like gigs at separate venues, but everybody's going to finish their gigs and go hang out at the other dude's gig and et cetera, et cetera. So it's just like a big family kind of mixtape. Um, we already actually released a single. Um, first single is called Lax. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. You, um, it's not on, Bay, on Spotify, but you catch it on Bandcamp. LAX and that was produced by a drummer called uh, Anthony Murray which he's probably calling me now because it's his birthday so happy birthday my brother we're about to have some drinks for you <laughs> stunning and before we leave tonight can you please tell our listeners where they can find your music so we've got Bandcamp we've got Spotify but give us your show to, uh, social shout out oh to me <laughs> right here we go okay so um i guess instagram is it's just it's simmertown and it's one word um royalty noise is two separate words royalty r-o-a-r-o-y-a-l-t-y royalty space noise you can't miss it um to me the b is just t-u-m-i space t-h-e space b um and facebook it's it's pretty much forward slash simmertown Forward slash Simmertown isn't just royalty noise. It's not just holler. It's actually some pretty dope musicians who have been in Melbourne, have lived in Melbourne and live in Melbourne. Because like Biz said, it's a big family collective. And who's COVID? I don't know. We don't know her. Stage four lockdown is over and we expect live music to be back with all force. Tell us, guys, what live shows do you have coming up? Uh, I guess um, our live show, the next one is uh, 28th of March. It's we're playing alongside Soji Gang, Sadiva, a um, bunch of other local, amazing, talented, funky, juicy peeps. And it's called us at the Gather and Taylor. If you're down, the festival, like it's like a mini indoor festival, kicks off at 3 to uh, 11 p.m., I think. Um, I think, too, you got a couple of gigs coming up, too, don't you, bro? Yeah, Tumi? so so I got... Section 8, I'm playing with a um, funky little trio called the John Quill Quartet. Uh, I am doing a little feature uh, with them, and that's going to be Section 8. That's the 1st of April. That's 31 Tattersalls Lane, baby. Um, or just walk into Tattersalls Lane and, and follow the litmus. Um, and then the 4th of April, we got Northcote Social. Um, we got an album launch, or rather a vinyl launch for... Probably, probably one of Loki, one of the best Melbourne MCs um, that you will ever hear. His name is Mr. Monk. That's M-I-S-T-A space M-O-N-K. He's got a new album out. It's called The Muti. It's on Spotify. That's M-U-T-I. So M-U-T-I by Mr. Monk. Um, and yeah, and he's, he's launching his vinyl. It's featuring um, the DJ that actually did the album with him, um, Inkswell, who's actually um, an Adelaide DJ coming up for the show as well. And that's featuring, Whoa. and producer, and that's featuring Royalty Noise, myself playing, and Mr. Monk himself, plus uh, possibly oh. a surprise or two, so check that out. Also, on that 28, on the uh, fourth gig that 
Sunday, Easter. After the gig, we're going to have a private after party where we're going to jam from 11 until a.m. <laughs> so, like, you get yourself a ticket, you get a private entry to the next after party that's going to kick it all night. I think it was just going to be just um, – it's going to be at Bar Next Door on High Street. So head on down and, you know, come hang, come hang. That wraps up that interview, Sin Hip Hop Fam. But don't you worry, there's plenty more. You can always listen into our show from 8pm every Wednesday on 90.7 FM or sin.org.au. In the meantime, have a look at our socials. Just search Sin Hip Hop on Instagram, Facebook and Omni.